0: Everybody is If you look at like film, like if you look at movies, they, yeah. they, they often cut the head off. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Portraits you usually just have less unless it's like a real close up, but like normally you want the whole head. Hmm. Um but it is strange like I started noticing it cuz I was trying to like fit like when I started taking photos. It was like, huh. Yeah, films are framed very differently.
1: Mm. Yes. I seem to try and take photos which has, you know, the whole person in or you know, the the head and faces or whatever. That's framed, at least. Not quite like it. Just, just an eye.
0: <laughs> I'm so bad at spatial awareness that I hit my headphones into the microphone. <laughs> uh, like so it. I've been recording for a bit. That's all As there.
1: have I. So we Woo-hoo. might as well just
0: begin. Welcome to Yay. Tanked Up. Hey,
1: I'm Ben. I'm joined by Adol. Oh, hey. Proper introduction this week after last week's eating Lucy fiasco.
0: Cannibalism? Who
1: knew? No! Not quite that extreme. No. Uh, Lucy's not with us tonight. She's out partying with uh, with her mates. Yeah. So we're going to drink some beers in our absence and talk about some video games. Ado, what are you starting oh, off with this week?
0: Yeah, I'm having beer. Um, this one. I'm having the Thornbridge Market Porter. Oh, nice. It's a uh, smooth, creamy porter 4.5%. Um, Market porter is decadently smooth and creamy. Expect coffee and chocolate character balanced with a light roastiness. A light roastiness. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but that sounds funny to me.
1: A light roastiness. Yeah. A light, uh, maybe a light. Not, roasted... not like roasted
0: notes. Or... Note. Yeah. Yeah. Ow! I just hit my elbow on the desk.
1: What was it? Market porter
0: yeah by Thornbridge nice um,
1: I am going to um, I'm gonna drink two beers but they're the same beer so I'm just gonna crack this first on my mother went on holiday to Bruges so she brought me back some beers which was very nice of her um, she toured uh, de Havman or brewery de Mann, uh went around had a look obviously my my. Stepdad is a great lover of beer, so they tour a lot of breweries when they go on holiday. So they went around there. She really liked the pale ale that she had from these guys and thought she'd pick me up a nice six-pack six, uh, six pack to bring back with her. Little did she know, she actually picked up the double rather than the pale ale, which is absolutely fine by me. But this is from Brewery the Halfman. Uh, I still can't work out how to say it. Zot. Bruce, Brugsy, Brugsy zot, Brugsy zat. For those watching us, there it is, Brugsy zot, double with the old jester double. or joker or court fool on the front.
0: Yeah.
1: So back to you, Adel. Oh, how's shit, the yeah. uh, how's the porter? Uh,
0: it is dark. Yes, <laughs> very dark. Um, it does have a nice sort of sweet, almost caramelly note, caramel toffee okay. somewhere in the middle. Like it's just a little sweeter than the, like a, a toffee smell. Not quite, not quite getting that roasted part of a toffee on the on the nose. Oh,
1: what percentage was it? I
0: didn't catch it. Uh, Four point five. Okay, so you know, range of porter. Yeah, um, yeah. It is. Um, Quite lovely. Um, it is definitely smooth. I mean, you can even just see on, the, on like the head, and mm. like how much it like lingers, etc. Um, it's a little sweeter in, in general than I thought it would be. Yeah, um, you're definitely getting a lot of that coffee. Like, as soon as the first the foretaste ends, it's just like, yep, here's a coffee, and it's going to last for most of the time. Um, getting, I'd say. The chocolatiness is mostly like it's more like a cocoa, I would say, than like a cacao. I should say, like more Mm. like a rich. There's just an underlying um, sort of really dark chocolate taste, but not really strong. Just sort of it's there, and it's supporting that coffee. Uh, And the finish is a little wet and um, and quite sweet. Like it actually, it tastes like it should be stronger. Okay, um, because. Yeah, yeah, would especially because, like, yeah, like, again, I was, we've we've commented on how we usually mm. sort of shy away from these sort of lower percentage uh, porters and stouts. And this actually, um, because it tastes sweet, it gives you this, the idea that maybe it's got that sickly sweetness from the alcohol. But it's actually light, light in alcohol. It's just they've, they've done something to balance giving it sweetness such that it tastes, you know, if you told me this was 6%, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of that. That's got this nice sweet finish, um, which, again, I think we all appreciate in Porters. And the quick route is to make them strong. Mm. Um, a bit of a. Almost something berry like in there. Okay. Just like. Right in the middle, there's just something else going on that I can't quite pinpoint, but it just. And it might just be me thinking. Um, yeah, like cherry, or like like actual coffee pods, like like something sort of really rich, a rich pairing of like a light fruit taste, but in rich things. So like you know, like a really dark chocolate with a bit of cherry, but you're all getting a bit mm. of the cherry and a lot of the chocolate. Like it's like just a smidge into something that's sort of yeah. yeah, that's really good.
1: Nice, nice. I suppose it, it often you know cherry kind of um, is, is quite a quite a strong flavor isn't it you know occasionally when you have cherry in something you can quite easily pick out the cherry so do you think maybe it's something a little bit more uh, delicate like strawberry or something like that which maybe is perhaps just just yeah you know uh, overshadowed by the, the the chocolate and the coffee perhaps
0: yeah i think that's why i was saying something sort of berry-ish but mm. um strawberry's probably too sweet like yeah um I think it's, whatever it is, it's very light. Like, it's not a strong note. Um, I'm wondering if it's something. I feel like it's not sweet like cherries or cranberries, but not super tart. So, kind no, of I like think. a, like, so not, I'm like, so when when you, often when you get cherries and chocolates, like maraschino cherries, which are, like, super sweet. Mm. I'm thinking, like, more like the taste of a small bite of a industrial-grown <laughs> Water-filled, generic cherry, yeah. height of summer, and like where you're like this barely tastes like anything except mm. in a little bit of you know, like you know what I mean? Like, like it's it's so light yeah. and it's just a little tart, but a little, something about it reminds me of, of of berries, but again, like not not the sweetness.
1: Yeah, okay, that's yeah. fair. Nice. So this uh Brugse Zot, which I'm absolutely butchering every time I say it. Um, there, I, I, I realized I didn't read really out any flavor text, but everything on there is in um, Dutch. I would assume it's in—I well, don't know. Uh, it's a Belgian, uh, a Belgian family brewer. Uh, I
0: mean, if it's called the Zot it's—I mean, Zot is sort of Dutch for idiot or fool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, probably a lot more Dutch than anything else. It does say best before end. That's the only English that I can find. Here. Does
0: the other language look more like German or French? Uh,
1: yeah, a lot more like German, absolutely. Then it's Dutch. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, they do have um, they do have three languages on the top, which I realize is slightly out of focus, but that do say um beer, beer Belge and Belgian beer.
0: Yeah, so English, uh, French and, and Dutch in Dutch, the, yeah. See, yeah, I would
1: languages. have thought it would have been German, but no, uh,
0: Belgian. Belgian speak Dutch, not hmm. yeah, not Flemish. I mean, it's a dialect thing. So, like, I'm I'm probably offending someone by saying it's Dutch, <laughs> but it's Flemish. Uh, it's full of semantics.
1: Um, this was this is seven point five percent. I have already had one this evening just oh, as so i was uh, waiting yeah, uh, right. i was going through like solicitor forms for the house move um so i was like this is the most boring stuff i've mm. ever done or i've done it in a very long time so i needed something just to just to cut through but it's got a uh you know lovely estuary sort of smell to it very um very bananary kicking through mm. on the nose it's very very dark, but it's it's got this brown hue. I was going to gonna it. say it's Wouldn't it's
0: it's like yeah, it's not like
1: mm, it's not as nowhere near as black as yours. And yeah. the more you get it, I, I suppose actually, if you look in the corner of the screen, when it's I get closer red. to the light, yeah, it's got a it's it's got a slight red red hint to it, but it makes it very brown. You know, the head's a little bit sort of whiter um, than I think. the... Kind the, of a creamy yours, yellowy white. Is a bit, yeah, which was a little bit brown, perhaps. But it's got a nice a nice bananary nose hmm. to it. And then in the flavor, and I didn't expect this in the first one I had, it's really carbonated. So you're getting this big, big hit of bubbly sort of goodness sort of straight away. But the the, the banana restiness comes through quite strongly. And it's backed up really nicely by this roasted malty Mm. nature to it. That's kind of all that's going on. Really, but the combination of those two is very, very pleasant. It's really easy. Um, There's a slight hint towards the end of a little bit of spice, a little bit of bitterness, but it's not overpowering. It doesn't last a huge amount of time. And it makes it very easy just to go straight back to. Um, Right. It's actually, even with that carbonation, even with that sort of spiced sort of bitterness towards the end it's one of the wetter beers i've had for a while mm. it doesn't really dry out i suppose you know st- even with all of this chat my mouth is still okay it hasn't dried out at all and i'm going back to it because i just like this combination of this sort of roasted malty bananary kind of flavor that i'm getting through this and obviously, it's a, it's a Belgian beer, so we're going to be getting the esters and and, and the banana and that, and the, the yeast a little bit more than say like the hop profile. Um, yeah, I, I mean, also you're going to get,
0: like you said, get get fewer things going on, but the things being really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I can't read Flemish or Dutch or French, so even with the um, the ingredients, all it says. Uh, that I can uh, that I can pick out it just says contains barley malt, and uh, I think really that's only because it's the allergen um, yeah, that presumably. they've highlighted that they've they put barley in bold. bold. Um, everything else I don't know what it is, so I don't know if they've um, put any um, hops Stuff. on there. At least well, I well, imagine they'll the... definitely be hops. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't know if they listed them on the um, prominence thing. Oh, there is a little bit of flavour text. Hmm. I assumed that all of this very, very small writing on the side was, um, was just like sort frequency of. Frequency, warning stuff. Yes, yeah, just warnings and stuff like that. But actually, so it does say in English traditional top fermentation beer with re fermentation in the bottle. Brewed by the unique De Havman family brewing, which has been located in the historic heart of Bruges since 1856. For its beer transportation, this brewery build, built I suppose, a 3.2-kilometer underground beer pipeline under the historical city of Bruges, as a world's first. The people of Bruges are known as Bruges Zot or Bruges Bruges zot Bruges Fools.
0: Yeah, so there oh, we go. So we were right. Yeah,
1: the fool, which again is why the the jest, the court jester, is uh, I suppose on the front of the. Uh,
0: Bottom. Yeah, I believe um, your countryman, um, William, William Shakespeare, I would have referred to him as, yes. as the fool directly. Yes, he probably would have, you're right. Ah. Yeah. Mm. I almost said Wilhelm, <laughs> my brain was like. <laughs> <laughs> Wilhelm Shakespeare. Oh yeah, good old Wilhelm Shakespeare! <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: dear, well I mean, it's it, this... this this beer has. I've had a few. Um, I got a, my mum my brought back a six pack, so I had uh, three last weekend when when she was up. Um, right. I've had one earlier, and I've got two for this evening. So um, it it just it's
0: very easy. It goes back really really well. Um, Debbie, do you think you've noticed anything um since the first time you tried it, or do you think? I mean, it sounds like it's got quite a strong but simple taste profile so perhaps not but
1: yeah and, and I think that just I think it's just consistency actually is the thing I've noticed you know every beer from the first sip to the last sip has tasted the same you know I, I've not got a huge amount more as I've drunk them you know the first beer last Sunday tasted the same as the third beer last Sunday so right. just just consistency I think is the thing that I pulled out most from from these uh, just, a, just a, a, a nice very easy beer and especially with a it being a double or doubler dubel,
0: whatever. Double. Let's pronounce it's double. double. It's a double. It's the same.
1: Just start saying words, mate. Doubel. Um. Yeah. It's 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 very very uh, light. It's not a big flavour. Um. It just does does what it's doing quite well. You know. It showcases a couple of things, and that is what it does. So right. yeah, very very easy to um, to drink. So I'm enjoying it, and and. If I wasn't enjoying it I wouldn't have you know brought them brought them on the episode I'd have, I'd have tried to find some time to have hit to the hit the bottle shop but knowing I had these I sort of held off going Brainy. might go tomorrow who knows who knows so those are the beers that we are currently drinking let's talk about some games and news around games or if we've got some beer stuff to talk about who knows I don't know what you're bringing this week at all let's start with
0: you I don't know how a week passed One um, It's the first week of term So uh, you know Getting back into the swing of things For teaching etc yeah, yeah. Um, Didn't track the days So well But I did play A chunk ooh. of a game called, Oh fuck what is it called It is called I think you played it as well Okay It's not the KFC um, game, is it? It is the KFC game.
1: Yay! I have played it! Uh,
0: (laughs) I just. I wanted to get the title right. I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger licking good dating simulator. You're
1: fucking so absurd.
0: I fuck this game is dumb but also that i mean you should it's free you just need to download it to see that intro video because yeah I, I think that's actually one of the strongest parts it's it's clearly make like a good parody of these dating sims and anime tropes um while still you know being that thing mm. that it is <laughs> uh, i did i did finish it though um i don't know if you did
1: I did. Did you? Did you? Um, did you not finish it because you just ran out of time, or you lost interest?
0: Oh, time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I sort of, like I said, it's been a busy week, and I picked it up. I'm like, oh, I'll come back to it, and then so I got like to end of day one, I think.
1: Okay. And there's um, there's three days, and I think I found that actually um, the, the the third day was a little bit quicker than the other two. So you know, you're you're. Probably about halfway through, if a little less, maybe like two fifths or something of the way through the game. Um, it's it's quite short. It's only a couple of hours long, really.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it it seemed pretty um, silly. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, uh, I appreciate. I mean, so it's it takes about like ten seconds to realize that there's like. There are answers the game clearly wants you to pick. Like, one one of the first decision points... I, I don't know if you've ever played a dating sim before, but it's basically a bunch of dialogue, and then you hit a point where you have to choose a decision like path. Mm-hmm. And it does that a bunch. Yep. And dating sims always have this icon on the top right corner, which is your fast-forward, which will just skip all the dialogue until your next decision point. Yeah, um, Which I've never understood, unless, I guess, it's for... Re- it's, for God, it's for completionists, I do understand. But, um, <laughs> but there's a point where you're like... You you are cooking with Colonel Sanders, and you have to pick a recipe, and it's like, do you pick, uh, I can't remember one of the first option was, or like, an octopus dish to be, to show off to him, or good old-fashioned mashed potatoes and gravy. And you're like, well, obviously it's mashed potatoes and gravy, because they serve that at KMC. And I'm like, fine, fuck it, and I picked the octopus one. Yeah, so and did I. The fucking, and the fucking <laughs> game makes you make the mashed potatoes anyway. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's 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 very it, it has its critical path and it will always pull you back to that. Yeah. Kind of almost irrelevant of the decisions you make. I I managed to get a hard game over. Um, oh yeah, I won't tell you how, but I got a hard game over and all it did was like, um, like hard put game me over? put me back to the start of kind of the scene. Uh yeah, oh. I think I I think I put it on Colonel Sanders a bit too thick. And, uh, and he wasn't interested, really, because he just wants to make yeah, fucking finger-licking good chicken or fucking yeah. some shit. Uh, but it's so... I mean, he, yeah. It's just so... Ahead. It doesn't even hide that it's just an advert for KFC.
0: It doesn't even hide it. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I think that's best, because it's... Otherwise, you'd be like... Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, Otherwise, you'd be like, well, fuck, yeah, this is stupid. Like, this, th- like, this hidden statement's clearly advertising. And it's like, no, yeah. it's right on the face.
1: Yeah yeah and it it does it in a few different ways you know the the first time you have lunch Someone you cooks. go to the cafeteria yeah, yeah. Um, you, you're eating a bucket of chicken and like wow what a novel idea a bucket of chicken
0: oh uh, well, like, i kind of like that they're like this was his grand plan like uh, i think this is my secret dish it's, and they're like yes, and you're eating from. And they're like even at one point they're like, and you take your your piece first piece out of the bucket, and bucket is in caps because it's like the novel thing. You're like this is dumb. Um,
1: and they they do quite well at. Um, so as you're as you're playing through, you kind of um, you know elicit from him and work out some of the secret spices that go, into, to it go out. into the chicken. But it's, yeah, it's all blanked out, so you don't know. But the but character, character is does. supposed to know. I
0: I actually really appreciated them doing that because it's like, well, it doesn't make sense if you're trying to hook up with him that he'd be like so secretive. But they're like, you know, like this is how narratives work. Character knows <laughs> you don't have to fucking know what a character <laughs> knows. You don't know all those things.
1: Yeah, and um, it's, it, it kind of so it reaches a level of absurdity as well. So if you reach the, the end of the first day, you probably um, got into the the idea that it starts to bring in other kind of tropes. So it brings in. The idea of a battle and something that you have to fight. And that was yeah. a little bit kind of out of the blue. Some of the characters are very sort of anime esque. I mean, the,
0: the, the, it, they it, take it, the it, first like 45 um, se- seconds, or say minutes, and I realized that didn't make sense. Uh, is all just introducing trope characters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It plays on it very, very well. So they've, they've obviously had someone uh, you know, however this game had been um sort of produced or whoever first came up with the idea of it clearly kind of went out and got the correct kind of satirical team to kind of yeah. put it together and to write it.
0: I just and can't it, remember I,
1: I, I feel like it's been done actually quite well in a in a in a very satirical kind of way but to still try and give you enough to sort of pull you through it, really? Yeah. What are, you, what are you looking at?
0: You looking Sorry, I, I was bringing up the reviews and, and <laughs> there's like some absurdly long ones that don't merit it. Yeah. I was actually, what I wanted to do was look up um, what other things PSYOP has done. Mm. Uh. And on Steam, they just have two other games. Okay. One is called Kismet, um, and it is a daily fortune teller who delivers eerily accurate tarot and astrology readings from inside a beautifully detailed magical transforming gothic cam- cabin. Mm-hmm. And it's a VR indie casual game. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Unless
1: unless Zoltan is going to make me into a child oh, again. Man, right. I'm not... Uh,
0: you mean oh, oh? I see. Go backwards. Unbig, small. That's what unbig means. <laughs> it's Shut small. up! I hate you. Um, I'm not gonna. I not going i wanna get. Magical... Magical... I don't
1: wanna be like 60. Yeah. I've got. But, I've got so, to go the other so, way.
0: Yeah. So Camp W is their other game. Um, and it is uh, a story. So yeah, it's a visual novel game about hmm. summer camp. Okay. Um, a, mag- a summer camp where you do magic. Oh,
1: all right. So, uh, uh, young in a, in young a similar sort of in the sorry, is in a similar sort of anime art style as? Uh, uh, their style is
0: actually quite different. Okay, it's, I kind of like it. It's more roundy western. It reminds me of I can't remember the name of the show, but like certain shows of like the late nineties that were sort of. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Just are we like talking
1: are we talking like adult swimy
0: sort of cartoon networky no, samurai jackets, kind of is. uh no it's like definitely not anime um, oh right okay uh, you know where where i guess it's not traditional animation it's a little flatter uh, and people are i don't want to say purposely ugly but they're just not the aesthetic is sort of exaggerated features right okay um, I'm not doing a good job of explaining this so <laughs> I'm just gonna send a link to Ben and then he to tell you what, it, what he thinks it looks like
1: oh let's see where this link is sent because I have to look at it on my phone well, because otherwise if I change the screen oh, on the yeah, PC, yeah, sorry, the I mean there's a be.
0: yeah you get it's, a sense just from the thumbnail camp w yeah I assume it's oh,
1: okay yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. See what I mean? Like, it's reminiscent of certain cartoons that just can't pull their names.
1: Yeah, and it's. But it, it's kind of almost. It is a little bit sort of cartoon network It's almost a little bit uh, like Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girly kind, kind of. Kind of, but a in little. In the characters. Yeah, but, yeah. but a, a little more um, advanced. Um, and the backgrounds are kind of a little more detailed than that sort of thing, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it he, is sort of a bit cartoon networky. Um, yeah, it's almost. A I guess it's just Bravo. not the big shows.
0: Is what I was thinking. Why yes. I was saying? I'm not sure, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But
1: that looks very good. Yeah, that looks. That's a really nice art style. Yeah, uh, I like it.
0: I like it better than the. I mean, this is just like doing anime, e anime, right? Like.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I would imagine that Camp W isn't a dating sim. Um, It very much says, explore the magical world of summer camp in this story-rich game about a young witch trespassing in the human realm. Make friends, cast spells, and uncover secrets during your first ever summer away from home. Welcome to Camp W. So, uh, I mean, it's it's currently on sale on Steam, £3.60. Might pick that up. I mean, I, I felt that, actually, Colonel Sanders was written quite well. It plays to the tropes uh of a dating sim very well it doesn't quite give you the choice that I would imagine
0: dating yeah I mean Sims but it's clearly like, yeah I mean so camp W has three reviews on Steam three 13, 13 reviews on Steam positive and t- two negative total right um it came out last July okay so like it's clearly small.
1: Absolutely, um, yeah. It's quite a quite a low amount of um, of reviews, really.
0: Yeah, I, like I was sort of surprised, and I'm guessing, and like looking at some of the reviews, oh no, actually, most of them are from when it first came out, within a couple months. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know anything about this dev. No. Um, the one of the. One of the only re- one of the only only negative reviews is this is more of an interactive book than a game. If you want to help a kid get into reading, this is definitely worth a try. If, however, you are looking for an adventure game, I would not recommend it. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not. It sounds like it never was supposed to be an interactive game, like an uh, inter- no. adventure game. It, I mean, it's called they call it oh, user-defined a user defined tag as visual novel. So They maybe, but I mean, it's clearly designed like if you look at thumbnails and stuff, like like it seems like it's more of a visual novel, but. Mm. Maybe because it's it looks it, like especially art style wise, you don't see many visual novels looking that way. So, I'm so, so perhaps people were expecting, just not understanding what they're getting into.
1: Yeah, yeah, possibly. So, um, you know, yeah, with I mean, with with all of this, with um, you know the the direction that I Love You Colonel Sanders went, in, what what the fuck do you think KFC were thinking? Like, what what executive in KFC? turned around and went right here here's a market that we need to we need to dominate a little bit more and we need to integrate ourselves with a little bit more like what
0: oh i mean i think it's just like why this this is a thing well they probably have enough money but like this definitely i mean i think the biggest problem was they released it at the same time as goose game
1: so yes. they didn't get the waves
0: of Twitter that they yeah. probably would have if it was a deader week. Mm. Um, but like, I think it literally is just like, "Well, fuck." I mean, we're too—we don't eat meat. We're talking about KFC. Yeah, that's true. Right, like that's working. It's just marketing, well, I mean,
1: man. It's, they, so it's brought them into the conversation. It doesn't mean for either us that that transfers over to sales.
0: Fully, uh, yeah, but I think. Um, the, the odds are not unreasonable that if there are mediators who listen to us, they might be like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll have KFC this week,"
1: because <laughs> we've implanted it in their brains now that they should eat all Just, of the eleven spiced and herb secret recipe flavored chicken buckets that they can eat.
0: Oh man, I hate the smell of KFC.
1: Oh mate, I love to be fair, I do. I do love the smell of KFC.
0: Um, my sister has been a vegetarian for almost twenty years now. Has like, she's like that's the smell and the thing I miss the most. I'm like I mm. didn't mind fried chicken growing up. Like I liked it. It's not like I It wasn't my favorite type of chicken, but I liked it. Yeah. Like wings more. Hot like just wings at a bar, but like yeah, absolutely KFC. But like, there was a KFC on the bus route um, when I lived in Vancouver in 2003, um, and like I'd be like listening to music or whatever, and like oh. I'm two-thirds of the way home because I can fucking smell that goddamn KFC as we drive, <laughs> drive closer. I'm like, I hate this. I hate it. It's too strong, too gross. I don't, I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, that's fair. And KFC was always, though, the the, the only time Kim and I, because um, we had a KFC, you know, a 10-minute walk away when we were in fishponds. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that. KFC, the only time we ever went to KFC was when, We'd either got back from a weekend away and it was a Sunday and we had nothing in the house. Uh, you know, those sorts of times. You're like, yeah, what are we going to do tonight? We've got nothing in. Let's just go and buy some fried chicken and coleslaw and chow down and watch Netflix or some
0: shit. I also used to just despise slaw. It's called slaw. Slaw. How, how is that? The coleslaw, sl- man. Yeah. Coleslaw, yeah, yeah. Gross. <laughs> I, I have had decent coleslaw, and I've been turning around on it, but for years it'd be like, no. Oh, mate, it's I just... love
1: coleslaw. Just chopped, I used to make my own. I chopped, uh, so no one, unless you're watching the video, will be able to see this, but you can see the, I mean, you probably can't. see the this thumb is slightly more pointed
0: yeah, than yeah. the other. You chopped the top off. I chopped thumb the top
1: off, off making, coles- making my own coleslaw, because I was that fucking I mean, this pretentious. This sounds like a,
0: a ringing endorsement of avoiding slaw. Exactly. Go to KFC just to buy coleslaw. No, or your supermarket
1: I mean. of choice. Uh, yeah. What I meant
0: absolutely. is you're probably eating thumb if you're eating coleslaw. <laughs> oh, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm,
1: well, yeah. if I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger-poking, sticking up, dating, good dating, licking sim. sim tells you, then some random bloke in a culinary school... Created the coleslaw that Colonel Sanders then wants to use in his shops. And it's, it, I, I mean, so you haven't got that far, but it it, it, it has some very odd kind of, I suppose, uh, callbacks to like KFC's history, or at least uh, Colonel Sanders as a human, as a man, as an actual yeah. person. Like it, it delves into that a little bit. And it's not just this kind of young late 20s kind of steamy built Colonel Sanders you know um, suddenly you get to see this kind of old man Colonel Sanders a little bit later on through through sort of storytelling
0: oh really and it's,
1: a, and it's just a bit kind of like this is why is this here what is what is this even conveying to me what am I getting from this it's just I mean cause,
0: you know, because of the, all the anime
1: and all the tropes and everything that it throws in it then has this underlying sort of seriousness of marketing and of image. Um,
0: mm.
1: And it just kind of, it just doesn't really kind of work. It just It's very out of place. And, you know, you could take this game for kind of what it is, just a very absurd dating simulator. Bad. And it would work, you know, Bad. if it wasn't Bad. Colonel Bad. Sanders and it wasn't kind of this weird KFC marketing thing, I don't think either of us would have even looked at this.
0: Oh yeah, fully. Yeah,
1: because these are uh, these uh, visual novels, these absurd story kind of visual novels exist and have done for uh, for a long time. I mean, you've got
0: Hadoful, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like like other than that, and then there was that one that was super depressing. Uh, the,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah, thank you. like yeah. the only uh, visual novel that I've played.
0: Have you not played Hadoful?
1: No, I haven't played Hadoful. No, oh. I think I own it on several things. It's been free on loads yeah, I was of Yeah, that's why I was, I was curious, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I um, just haven't got round to it. You know, uh, vision yeah, novels, gives. dating sims, um, they're not something that I kind of ever... They're not your bucks of play. chicken. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly, they're more like so, the beak. Uh, I'm going to gonna, I'm gonna do,
0: It's now um, review roundup time. Uh, I think I call it a different thing every week because I keep forgetting <laughs> what I called it last time. Um, I'm just going to say there is a set... Of, there's a type of negative review that is just about uh, not being able to romance uh, Ashley, the rival.
1: That's fair. Yeah, that, that and that was the exact first thing I thought I was going to be able to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say my favorite. So there's several of them, but my favorite. I mean, more than several. My favorite is can't suck on Ashley's thigh meat. Zero <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> That's definitely not what I thought, but <laughs> okay, fine. Um, I suppose
1: she does have she does wear um, she does wear stockings with um, chicken legs on.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, other people mentioned the thick rival, basically. Mm, mm. Um, son, if I cannot romance the thick anime baddie, then why? Then we're gonna have to have a talk. Um, but I think also the other ones are like this is garbage, uh, etc. <laughs> um, but just like, Australians I I no, are just shit, mate. Yeah, Siberian soldiers review is not a great game. Although this product was free, I still feel like I was ripped off. Perhaps because I don't particularly like KFC, or perhaps I don't like how stupid this game is. Mostly, I think it's a mix of both. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, I it mean, he's absurd. Well, so, but isn't it's not as absurd as some people think? This is the last hmm. one, and I'm just gonna say it because. What is wrong with... I'm not going to read the whole review because they have... It's one of those... Um, well, so... KFC Dating Finn... Sam, you play a chick trying to get with the dreamy Colonel Sanders. Do you play Aside, as a chick? It doesn't say you're a chick. No,
1: never. Uh, I, thought yeah. it, I thought it was me.
0: I thought it was me too. Yeah. Um, Gameplay-wise, just use the mouse to choose ridiculous answers to silly questions like... Forest is to tree, as chicken is to blank. The answer is feather. Conclusion, the incredible ridiculousness in the first five minutes are just such a major turnoff. I wonder if KFC even paid for an ad. I'm sorry, do you not understand the analogy? That's like a (laughs) perfectly... Like That's just a logical (laughs) deduction. This this incredibly ridiculous question. It's like, oh, this guy's an idiot. How do you not understand what... (laughs) And the uh, fact that
1: he thinks that maybe KFC paid for an ad rather than just funded the whole fucking thing.
0: But also, Uh, like... Yeah, I mean, I, I usually only stick to two stupid ones, but that one caught me i had to mention the thick ones and i really liked the last one so i just wanted to say some some people might be expecting a lot from an overblown dating sim ad but i think the main thing is it's clearly worked to the extent that um people who don't know what dating sims are have tried it out because they heard about the kfc game yeah um and i think that's a recipe for disaster Uh, because they're a weird type of game
1: absolutely i mean so there was that one. Um, it's not a. It's a. It's a, a visual novel. It's not a dating simulator. It's a visual novel, and it was um, what's it called? Um, Psychopass. I think it's an anime, and it was it was free on PlayStation. I think it's been free on Steam as well. You know, there, there's all of these kind of ones that kind of pop up, which I probably have. Uh, you know, five or six visual novels in across my gaming libraries but they're never really anything that I ever think to pick up but you know free game I'm always going to uh, add it to my library just in case the the, the mood takes me and I, I think that actually this this game the uh, I Love You Colonel Sanders kind of it, it at least elicits from me a little bit of a I need to find an example of this which is good i'd like to find some kind of visual novel which is as it sort of says you know the decisions that you make take you on a different story path it's an interesting kind of you know story interesting characters that you're kind of coming up against it's not just the absurdity of this or a dating sim it's it it is living through that story just in a different way so
0: i think actually you you're sort of pushing on so like we had the one the, the last review i read was people not quite unknowing what a dating sim was and all yeah. that some of the, some of these things like it's clearly it, a lot of dating sims have these absurd moments like it's a heightened reality in a lot of them even mm. if they're like the more romancey fantasy ones uh, and the other half was people complaining it's not a very good dating simulator because you didn't get the paths like,
1: yeah, yeah. like
0: a standard trope in dating sims is you romance all the ma- the main like they're all fucking harem garbage things right <laughs> uh, and then like sometimes that mean that's often you know um, different genders etc you can still romance them it's one of the reasons why they're really we see a lot of examples that are really pro- popular yeah. in, in, in uh, LGBT plus um, communities because this is like a type of um, non-judgmental and um, open choice uh, uh, genre. Um, But then they sort of didn't do that. It's like the point is you romance. It seems very obvious within the first set of choices that like you're only trying to romance to one character. And that's not really the standard move of a dating sim. Yeah. So now it's because it's it's supposed to be a short, hilarious, jokey thing. Um, I think you should play Hadowful, though. Hmm. Okay. Because you want something more. Yeah, and you want the real story. I think it's on my PlayStation.
1: I'll go and find it.
0: Yeah.
1: That might be the next thing. So I did. um, I don't don't think I realized at the time that um, I did play, and I I think I chatted about it weeks and weeks ago now, uh, a game called. um... Oh, no. Can I find it on my Steam library? Oh, Love Thyself, a Horatio story. And... Uh, Horatio Wait, that story? Sounds... Something like that. But basically, it was... Um, it was kind of this... Um, it's a visual novel, but it's it was made by Amplitude, published by Sega, uh, and Amplitude, oh, yeah. the guys who make like the Endless Space, Endless Legend uh, yeah. games. And this was... Um, I think it started life off as some kind of... April Fool's joke and they had enough people saying actually we would be interested in playing something like this that they then rounded out and made a game out of it um I think it's gonna be two parts I played the first part there's another one possibly coming but it is you know it's a visual novel in the sense that uh you're playing at the story you have those decisions everything is kind of static apart from maybe someone sliding in from the you know a, a still kind of image of, a, of, a, of someone sliding in from the side and all of these sorts of things, and then they change their expression kind of per scene or per uh, conversation that, that pops up. So it's definitely not something I'm averse to. Uh, I think it's just kind of finding the right like mix of stuff, perhaps. Uh, well, and I
0: think part of it is there. you can't have non-dating sim visual novels. Yes, yes. It's yeah. just most are, right? Um, and I feel like... That's a shame. Although I mean, it, interpersonal dynamics is clearly something you're you is going to be the focus because that's the type of thing you can easily write with a branching path yeah. path style thing. Otherwise, it's just sort of then it becomes really does sound seem like more like a random storybook. Mm. You don't feel like you're playing like the gameplay isn't. Um, it's really like yeah, I'm trying to get the path with this type of relationship, and that's much harder if you were just doing standard actions and not social ones yeah that's why i think we see dating sims as the primary visual novel but there Mm. are other ones it's just i think you're never going to get it'll be harder to get a good one
1: absolutely and i think it also gives you something that a lot of other games are lacking so even having played greedful for you know another 10 uh, 12 hours roughly um, past the the, the 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 written few hours that I put up on out of lives um, the the interplay between the the different characters in your party never really amounts to much so mm. it kind of is um, you know chat to this person in your party and they'll say oh I'd really like to go and do this and you go and do that and then they say yeah thanks very much for that and I haven't quite seen the the differences in you know, Taking different party members to talk to people, you know, being like an opposing faction or something like that or No one in my party has said hey, you said you were gonna do this for me But you've just gone and done this for someone else instead. You know, there isn't that kind of direction in terms of the intricacies of your party and I think that's something that kind of you know that, that, that visual novels give you they very specifically allow you to play out a certain path and make those choices, and have all of the repercussions of the choices yeah. that you make. And a lot of games that want to bring that in, you know, whether they're bigger you know, action RPGs or whatever they are, things like Mass Effect and stuff I like was that. About to say,
0: Mass yeah. Effect kind of does it in the same way, like is it just it's in the same wrapping as the rest of the game, but it's kind of doing the same types of moves in the same types of ways. Yeah,
1: so. absolutely. And it never really like there's no real repercussions from from anything really. You know, okay, maybe maybe in Mass Effect 3 where you hadn't maybe befriended someone as much and you hadn't done their mission that they died at the end. But yeah, sure, I finished the game it doesn't really fucking matter anymore like, you know, you didn't see that right until the end rather than it being an issue or hampering you in some way as you played through, you know, I didn't, it wasn't didn't, the main focus, right? Exactly. And I didn't go and romance fucking like Garrus and then Jack turned around and was like, no, mate, I really don't fucking like him. You're either with me or you're not. I'm never going to be in your party ever again. You know, that just, that just didn't exist. That wasn't there. That depth didn't kind of come with, um, with those choices. It was a very surface level kind of, Hey, yeah, now I just get a 32nd scene of me, you know, lying on top of this character and you know that kind of thing which is isn't kind of what you want from that that isn't ever the goal that you're looking well at least for, for me isn't ever the goal that you're looking for I don't want a 30 second scene to see my shepherd lying on top of someone else or a curtain being drawn yeah. hey, that's not what I want I want repercussions I want some kind of dynamic between yeah. my team based on what I've said and I think so, Greedfall, at least in the build-up to it, kind of alluded to that, but in the time that I spent with that, I never saw it. And I think that's mm. maybe, again, why I'm kind Kinda of in go. that mood to think, well, now I've played Colonel Sanders, maybe I want to try something else. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what I'm lacking from Greedfall, and then playing something which is really on the fringe of this kind of, uh, this kind of genre... And these kind of decisions, or at least faux decisions in counter Sanders that I'm making, I, I want something that is going to have an impactful story based around the decisions that I make. Right. I don't I mean, know. Will Hattepool, will Hattiful boyfriend give me that?
0: Uh, yeah, but it's also kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, when obviously. You are a bird. Yeah. Uh, it, it does have depth, though. Okay. It is not just. It's. It's not like th- this is clearly a throwaway silly premise that was a whole. Was is a whole game? That's a whole game. Yeah. It is a game where you're a bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a whole game. Like sure. Yeah. It. It is. It is not just a gimmick. I guess is my
1: point. Mm. Good. Uh, yeah. Cool. Right. Let's move on from this conversation. Beers, Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, I've gone blurry.
0: Ah, Can't
1: see. Your microphone is super in focus.
0: Come on.
1: Hooray! I'm going to open the same beer that I've just had.
0: Wait, well, while you do that, I'm going to open this new beer. And I'm going to talk about it. It is... Ooh, it Um, looks like a magic rock. It is a magic rock. It is the Dark Arts Ah. Surreal Stout. Uh, uh, It is registered by the Vegan Society It contains Barley That's it <laughs> That is almost all of the entire text Besides <laughs> In different languages uh, It is 6% as a stout it Has a really lovely Sort of Concentric mm black Blackened white can um, yep that's basically what it says in a bunch of different uh, uh, languages it says it has barley uh, um, we were you, talking about this the other week right about the the lack of um, this move towards because I think of the art style and, and cans move away from yeah. flavour text
1: which yeah, I absolutely. do miss mm, and they give more uh, you know more can um you know, more space over to art, to something I like catch in, to something that you realise that you know, you're you're picking things up because of the the art on the can rather than maybe the beer style that it is or the percentage that it is, something like that. Whereas I think every time I go into a bottle shop I'm turning everything around. I mean Lewis must hate it when he comes back to his beers and he looks at <laughs> the thing and there's just one of yeah. every different beer turned around. Just because I've looked at everything as I've gone over, like
0: yep, no, here. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I was going to say I'm so used to waiting uh, for your turn and stuff, um, but I guess that doesn't really make sense.
1: Well, whilst you're whilst you're, whilst you're looking at it and pouring, it, well, I have had, so I had, I had last... a bit of a heady pour. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's good, thick a is big, big, hell, big like... thick brown head. Um, it looks very solid as well, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm not actually worried about spilling, even though I'm doing yeah. it, because it's so viscous as a head. Like it's just. So
1: have anyway. you? Uh, did you? Did you pick this up from a supermarket? Because I think Surreal Arts has found its way into um, into supermarkets.
0: Oh, uh, I definitely got Surreal Stout uh, At corks at, at my. Okay. St- stand my standard. Maybe it's shop. a
1: different. Maybe it's a different Magic Rock Stout, then, it's. it's... I mean, it's, it's possible that mice. they.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I've I've had surreal arts, but not for
0: a long
1: time. ooh
0: that um, head, head has a bit of a zing to it. Yeah. Like I got just a just just some air essentially, but <laughs> has a bit of zip and some like real strong, uh, you know, strong stout coffee notes mm. od oh. oh that's got oomph um doesn't taste like six percent uh it does taste the air like air a little bit but that's my fault um oh, yeah. <laughs> it's um oh it's got this lovely burnt undertone throughout the whole thing like mm. um, like like roasted i should say but like as everything else fades, the finish still just keeps with that sort of roasted-y, burnt burnty taste. It's just so rich that um, it's nice that it accompanies sort of the, the the bigger coffee taste that starts. And then as everything else fades, it just stays with you. It just makes it feel like you've had this like again, this rich, especially with this like you know viscosity. Really, sh- the fact that the, there's this underlying. Um, Note that just is really strong and stays the whole way. Again, it feels like you've, you've had a sip of something. Whoa.
1: Yeah, nice. That's good. It's good to have oh. even with that lower, not even a lower percentage, but even at six. Well, it's six. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got that kind of um, depth to it, and yeah. it's got that viscosity to it.
0: Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I can't. Again, the aftertaste is a little. light and kind of airy, but I don't know how much of that is just because I that might have just been how much head is coming in with, with the sips, because I had such an epically mediocre pour. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that'll clear up a little. It is still quite wet on the finish, actually. I, it it's it's wetter than the average stout. I thought it would uh, mm. maybe dry out a little. So, like, there's this roasted to- note. It's a little on the bitter side, right? But it, But, like, the actual mouth texture is quite wet. Nice,, mm. yeah, so it starts a little sweet um, and sweetness sort of stays a little bit, but uh now that I'm getting used to that sort of coffee um big boisterous start, and that uh I actually kind of wish it was more boisterous, so that I wasn't I didn't get quite so used to it so quickly, mm because now now I'm starting to feel more of those underlying notes cuz oh, obviously that one's lingering so it, I've gotten used to it. Yeah. And it now sips are a bit, a bit sweeter than I'd like. Uh and I think it's just cuz I've gotten like there's so much of the other stuff that mm. my mouth is just sort of acclimatized. Okay. Do, do you think still it's still so very it, good?
1: It, is it yeah, but is it sort of uh you know is it is it pulling it back a little bit from from your first sort of thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was such a stark difference between that one and the last one, um, mm. I mean, it felt really forward. And, and maybe it's just that it's it's got a long tail.
1: Yeah,
0: that maybe I'm just take, taking these sips too quickly, so I'm not really getting, not giving it a chance to my taste buds, a chance to recover, such mm-hmm. that I can be surprised again. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. So the, the sweetness, th- I will say quickly, that it has a bit of the finish. Now that I'm used to the coffee. Has a bit of an aspartamey feel to it, which is okay. why I want to mention it because it's quite odd. It's just got the sweetness is not sort of standard, and I think maybe it's just like, what I was calling airy is actually just this like odd sweetness that, yeah, that's like more asp. Do you know? that yeah, I know exactly that mean, yeah. type of thing. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, you were going to say a thing.
1: Okay. Well, I was just going to say let's let's uh, let's move on and talk about something. Um Something else, so it allows you a little bit of breathing, uh, yeah, a little bit of breathing room on the beer, so oh, to see if it does it. sort of delight you again after a couple of minutes of, of not supping at it. Um, yep. This week I was going to bring uh, Colonel Sanders to <laughs> talk about. It. We we've just talked about it, uh, but the only other game that I've been playing um, is Batman: Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight yeah I've gone back to it um, really? I don't why? I don't know why really um, versus playing something like greedfall uh, you know uh, both both of those games don't really uh, they don't really expand very much you know the, the more that you play them. whether you've played an hour of them, whether you play 10 hours of them. They are pretty right. much the same experience as you go through. I think maybe Batman is just a little more satisfying.
0: Do you think in, it's
1: just polish? I don't know whether it's just. I mean, it is much more polished than Griefful, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm still annoyed by the constant fucking rain all the time. Uh, but there's there's a lot of different stuff to do in Batman. You know, there's like things like the Riddler trophies, so you can play these. Uh, you know small kind of like mini games that you have to sort of figure out to be able to get certain trophies from the riddler there's various side quests that you can kind of go and do i think with greedful it, it very much lent into the idea that it's an action rpg but that you're a diplomat and i bounced back and forth between people without really doing very much in between it was like Go and talk to this person. They want you to go and talk to this person. Now go back and talk to the previous person. Okay, now go to this area and fight someone. And now you've done that, right. talk to this person. But then go back and talk to the first person again. And it just bounces. It's really ping pongy in the way mm. that it kind of had you moving around the map and the way that the, the the missions were kind of structured. I think Batman is a bit more contained in that you go and do this, it's done. yes. You may have a, you know, that may be a a storyline running through, but the rest of it won't reveal itself to you until a little bit later on or until you've found something else. You know, everything feels quite um, open and shut. So there are uh, like firemen that you can find who've been taken hostage by various gangs around the city. And obviously the only point of that is to do a little bit of combat. To fight these guys, get them away, and then free the the fireman. Right. But once you freed the fireman, that's it. You don't you know it doesn't automatically tell you where the next one is to go and do that. It just says, yep, you freed this one now, just wait until you find the next one. Don't worry about it. And I think that sort of short, self-contained kind of uh, mission in these games, actually in an open world game, is actually quite good that you're not constantly bouncing around. Different areas that I can be like, right? I'm here now. Let's do a few things. Let's see what's going on around here. And just because of the um, traversal of the game and gliding as Batman, actually, you find yourself on 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 a completely different part of the map than where you started. To be able to do things, so bouncing around areas isn't that egregious. You're quite happy to sort of just float about a bit and move around and do different things. Because the traversal is quite fun uh, you know it it's great to kind of back claw your way up to the top of a building and then sort of you know hover and glide kind of between the different things and right. drop down and smash into a load of people like it is a satisfying loop even out of the um you know out of the story beats out of the mission elements just traversing and moving around the map is just a satisfying kind of experience one of the big issues with it was the um, the Batmobile.
0: Yeah, and I think people complained a lot about right? Yeah, absolutely, because
1: it's so shoehorned in, and it is still shoehorned in. Even as you're playing through the game, it is like, no, you've just got to use the Batmobile. And yeah, it's a bit clunky, and I'm not really that kind of happy about doing those things. But at least once you've gone through the first, I don't know, maybe hour... Or so, and it's got you through that idea of we've got to introduce this to you, you've got to do a certain amount of things with it for this first little bit. But now you can kind of do things as you want. So, right. I think you know, it, there's a way of being able to pace that game yourself, which doesn't make you have to use the Batmobile as often as, often. as perhaps you think that you had to have been. You know, I thought it was going to be much more. Uh, Batmobile focused than it is but right. now that it's opened up and I'm able to do what I want to do it's it's nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be so it's kind of it's grown on me a little bit and the story is quite good I'm intrigued as to who the Arkham Knight is uh, I Isn't want it to you? kind of it, no no there's a character there's a baddie called the Arkham Knight Arkham I was probably Knit. Um and I it's, it's intriguing it's... I I, I want to know and it keeps you it does keep you on the hooks, uh, you know. You've got Alfred. The grappling. Hey, hey, it's got Alfred in the background looking through different databases, trying to find out if is is a previous criminal that you put into the Arkham Asylum, because obviously they've called themselves the Arkham yep. Knight, So trying to draw those conclusions, and Alfred keeps coming back with these blanks and saying, "I'm really, you know, I don't know who this could be," and I'm really intrigued to see who it is, uh, whether it's going to be a big reveal. And it's, you know, obviously it's not like Dick Grayson or someone like that because he plays um, different characters. Uh, so uh, I just want to know who it is. And it it kind of, it keeps, it does keep pulling at you to keep unraveling that, that thread. Um, and another thing which I think when I spoke about it previously, I hadn't uncovered yet was, um, oh no, this is a huge, absolutely massive spoiler. Can I say what it is? So but there's something... When the
0: game come
1: out? Uh, it must be... F- 2015, three years ago? no? Three... Well, four years ago, bloody hell. Uh, okay. say, I'd say I'd say three years ago. 2015, 2016, maybe. Um, um, you're not going to play it. The people listening to us have either played it or are currently playing it. Uh, and probably apparently... Already... It, oh,
0: shit. Yeah, it's a 2015 game... Okay. I also know who it is now.
1: <laughs> it's a Wikipedia
0: article. <laughs> also, I like it.
1: That's yeah. all I'll say. Yeah. So uh, now anyway, I'm going to spoil it. No, no, no. We're not going to spoil it. We're not going to spoil it. But the interplay with a a certain element does I was work quite well. You were going to
0: well. spoil your part. You're like I, not a massive spoiler, but and I was like, well, it came out in 2015. It's four years old. Mm, and then now, fine. no.
1: Yeah, let's do Sorry, it. Side, cool. So. Now uh, I'm gonna mouth the name of the, obviously, of the guy. Obviously if you've if if you've played through these games, you know that at the end of Arkham City the Joker dies. And um, I wasn't expecting him to appear, but he does as a figment of your imagination.
0: Oh, kinda like um, in Asylum, like you had this weird scarecrow.
1: Yeah, and I think it's probably things. been bought on because you're sprayed with scarecrow serum so i think you're probably that's been bought on again from from that uh and then it comes into play in in various ways that um you know that for some reason joker's blood was distributed about and was then transfused into various people which had been held in a fucking basement by batman somewhere um you know, there's 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 things around uh, you're, this. You're
0: you're making me not give a shit <laughs> about game
1: now. <laughs> so uh, I mean, but the 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 interplay between the voice acting between Batman and Joker does work very well. You can see various elements where actually kind of. Batman like loses control a little bit and actually the Joker, or at least the personification of the Joker, kind of takes over. And it's just Batman kind of losing control a little bit. Right. Um, but manifested as the, as is the Joker it Mark kind Hamill? of taking over. It is, yeah, the Joker is Mark Hamill. Yes, it He's is. so good as the Joker. Uh, I don't know who Batman is. Uh, Troy Baker's in this game a lot and plays several different characters. Hmm. But he plays a very similar voice to a lot of different characters. So you're like, oh, it's Troy Baker again.
0: Oh, yeah, good. It's, oh, it's, 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 Kevin so oh it's, it's Kevin Conroy. Oh, it is Kevin Conroy. Animated Batman.
1: Oh.
0: Troy Baker is Harvey Dent.
1: He is, but he's also, like, generic yeah, other ones. Man 4.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Nolan North is uh, Penguin slash Oswald Cobblepot. Is he? Yeah. See, Nolan
1: North. So I don't want to get into, like,.
0: Yeah, it's voice fine. actors. It's fine. And, okay, yeah, it's fine. If you did, it, you, most of you probably didn't give two shits about why we are like, oh, blah, blah, blah yeah, probably. It's fine. I mean, anyway, it, it, continue.
1: The, the Noda North's range is absolutely massive. I mean, Troy Baker does have a, a, a very good range, but you well, can tell yeah. it's Troy Baker. You can pick you can tr- pick Troy Baker out yeah. quite easily. Noda North just seems to Disappears. have this otherworldly yeah. kind of voice that just can be transported into someone completely different and you just will not know that it is them you know yeah. david from the last of us who he plays i had no idea that was Nolan north really because i knew him as uh nathan drake mm. so suddenly when right. he plays a very very different character with a very different voice it's 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 easy to overlook that and not know and not be able to pick him out uh, but yes we we digress Sorry, i digress slightly um
0: so you are but enjoying
1: it? I am enjoying it. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know whether did, I'll finish did, when it? was
0: the last but, time you played the the other ones in the series.
1: Oh, um, so I probably played Arkham about two what, or three you, months after it released, maybe six Arkham, months after it released, and played it through once. And didn't go back to it again. City was probably similar. I think I picked City up on sale. About about three or four months after it released, played that and never went back to it. Uh, this is the first one. I ne- I didn't play Origins. Really? Uh, no. This is the first one. I think I think City kind of was enough for me. Really, I don't think I kind of needed any more than 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 City gave me. Really, um, mm. it's only been the fact that it was free on PS Plus that I thought I will jump into to Arkham Knight, and I'm not really looking for you know, the end of like a trilogy story. You know, everything in there is kind of contained within itself in each of these games that you don't really need to play the next one. Right. Uh, I, I think it just gives me enough of a satisfying open world game to, to, to go back to it. And, it. and it does have an intriguing story to, to pull you along and to kind of keep you kind of doing things. Uh, and I think I find that you know, with a lot of open world games, with things like Assassin's Creed games, I'm intrigued by those, those little side stories, by those those very random missions. With Batman and such an established sort of universe, you kind of know how various characters are going to interact and what they're going to be doing and things. That Maybe I'm not so much pulled along by that, that it is actually this unknown character, the Arkham Knight, that, is, that it is pulling me through the, the, the storyline. I think unless I'm in an area, and I think, well, this mission is only uh, you know a a short glide over here or a quick walk over here, that I'm jumping to the main kind of mission a lot quicker than I possibly would do in a normal kind of open world scenario that I'm unfamiliar with, perhaps. Uh, But it does keep pulling me along. I'm I I will probably finish the the storyline. I would say.
0: do you know a lot of the old Batman lore or have you just been mostly in the movies and the games like you, did you ever read
1: So I've read several comics but they're they're the older ones things like I know that, that something like Court of Owls has been um sort of almost teased or people have been taking that Court of Owls is possibly the next Batman game that's mm. going to be coming out uh, but it's something that I that that's something that I'm not familiar with uh, you know, Batman for me really is the the '89 Michael Keaton film, and Jeez, okay. then comics around about that time. So, um, so um, you
0: you're never really into those. comics? not,
1: not massively. I've read like Killing Joke, uh, a few okay. of the, the the more seminal sort of books. Um, That you know from I suppose what was when were they early or late nineties early two thousands perhaps but kind of anything past that anything from maybe the last ten years I'm unfamiliar with right Uh, you know yeah bar the bar the movies um, and the games basically
0: now um I look forward to our discussion of you finding out who the Arkham Knight is
1: hmm let's see when that actually happens. You know, if um, suddenly you know, when just,
0: it's you're gonna like hit another game and I'll come back to it for a while and I'm gonna forget what I read. And absolutely,
1: then gonna... yeah, absolutely. And we're we're getting into that period now where you know other games are stuck, yep. well, bigger games at least. You know, oh. okay, yes, I played Goose Game and Goose Game. That took yeah. up a, a few hours of my time. <laughs> the Colonel Sanders game has taken up a, a couple of hours of my time. Uh, you know, email. when that next big game, you know, like something like oh yes.
0: But again, we already talked about it with Lucy. But what,
1: what did she? She only she only said it was a maybe eight, ten hours, something like she that. She said
0: it was quite short. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I bought it physical, because that means I can play it and um, sell it off, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, while given that it's a full priced game, mm-hmm. seems like I probably won't replay it, especially because I still have the OG game card.
1: Oh, yeah, like, OG Game yeah. Boy. Do you think? Do you think Links Links Awakening that you'll look to do kind of everything that the game um, kind of has to offer, or will you kind of just play it through and be done with it?
0: I, I think I'll probably try. I mean, usually in these games, I don't rush through. I don't think mm. once I've decided to beat it, I'll hold on to it. Um, I don't think I'll give a shit about like the dungeon creating stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just, I know that's the new stuff, and I should... I mean, I I bought it when I technically own it, but, like, um, yeah, I don't... For, that's not a reason why I got it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I've never played the DX version, so I'm looking forward to those those things. I'm looking forward to the quality of life things. Just playing a game with that style seems interesting, but I suspect that, like... Yeah, it's a thin game. It's a Game Boy game, and I think yeah. what will make me come back to *A Link's Awakening* is nostalgia. In which case, I'd rather play the OG because that's where my nostalgia is, um, emulated or or on the actual cart if I you know can figure out a consistent way of playing that. But I, I but I have enough like fondness and curiosity to to have picked this game up. I just yeah, it's one of those things where like if it's a game I know like Mario Odyssey. And Breath of the Wild, actually Breath of the Wild, I think I might have a card. But Mario Odyssey, I just, based on all the reviews and playing it on a friend's Switch, I was like, no, just I don't care if I have the card. I'd rather actually just have it always installed and not yeah. worry about it. Because I know uh, I'll probably want to replay it at some point in the next few years. And mm-hmm. like, that seems like a reasonable thing to hold on to. And then it's just not easier to put keep it on the SD card than on yeah. an actual card that I have to swap in and remember to have on me, etc.
1: Yeah, that's no, fair. It's fair. It's a good way. So that's of sort of my like. Your, do your I buy?
0: So like, it's normally it's a. I'll buy digital if I know it's like a game I probably will want around and to keep, mm. and conveniently never have to worry about where the cart is. And then if it's something I might want for a stretch, like Octopath, for example, was I bought on cart because I knew I, I, I wasn't gonna play like, the game again after the first time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Them. And I, I suppose, uh, you know, some games you don't have the luxury of being able to do that, you know, when they're sort of digital releases only, a of smaller yeah, sort yeah. of indie games where maybe you only get a couple of hours out of them, you don't have the luxury of being able to... But also, they
0: like... tend to be the cheaper ones, and I'm, I'm kind yes. of okay if it's... but if it's a full-priced game, and I doubt I'll rush back to it, I'd rather have it on physical media to get some of that
1: back. Mm. So, I don't remember, but did you, did you play Return of the Obra Dinn?
0: uh i haven't yet i was still stressed about phd stuff and then didn't play it and now it's out on all the things yeah and i think almost, i'll play it on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just it's just about to come, out come on everything yeah. so, so i think i might play it uh on the pc which i've owned it on for ages um <laughs> and, and then and then talk about it when it um when it uh well it's in the news cycle again i guess
1: yeah and it's it's interesting isn't it that you know we um i suppose at least games somehow can be kind of in the news cycle and be talked about almost almost twice with these various different delivery methods whether it is coming to a different platform you know obviously being a a podcast which talks about kind of all platforms we uh, we have that opportunity to talk about games more than once when it releases on something else and we don't no, none of us own every single platform Anywhere. going apart from Lucy maybe
0: yeah I mean she doesn't have a high she have a high PC. spec PC no it's probably higher spec than mine though <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, actually so, I know it is because
0: it's like a surface 4 or 3 and uh, I've got a yeah. high spec PC with almost no video capability <laughs> <laughs> so dinner work
1: fine it will be right um uh, yeah. So you know, we we, games do get that resurgence, and and, and kind of we are able to talk them uh, sort of with a new lease of life on on another platform. But then you know, even with these other services like PlayStation Plus with humble bundle and stuff, suddenly another game is delivered to you through a subscription that you have or something, and it again gives it another lease of life and and puts it back Uh, into uh, the conversation.
0: Never played The Last of Us.
1: Ooh,
0: I might play it this week. Again.
1: Everything else that you're doing. Not everything, obviously. You need to earn <laughs> money and okay. stuff. Oh,
0: I, I thought you meant like hang up on call. <laughs> and the podcast gone. is over. Just done. <laughs> That'd be I um, mean, to be fair, we could have orchestrated a hell of an end of episode.
1: <laughs> but the 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 Last of Us is one of these kind of like storytelling. Phenoms, uh, you know, in the gaming space, uh, every single time, and I, I haven't downloaded it yet, but I will. Uh, and I will play that game again before The, the Last of Us 2 releases next year. Um, whether that is actually what I should be doing rather than playing Arkham Knight. Uh, eh. it, it's just, I, I mean, I've played it I think three times. Last of Us? The Last of Us, yeah. I think I played it... Um, Played it on normal, then played it on the highest mm, difficult... No, played then played it on. I think it was hard, and then they released another difficulty a, a couple of months afterwards. So then I was playing a little bit of multiplayer at that point. So I went back to it. Uh, it, it it's one of those games that really is kind of key in um, you know if you ever thought about games in an academic sort of sense that The Last of Us is definitely one that you need to kind of to look at just because of its storytelling because of its character depth uh, I mean to and, be honest
0: that's why I've avoided it because I've always felt like I haven't had the time to properly pay attention to a game like that yeah. which I, mean, I know is factually incorrect but that's, that's like it has enough like inertia that it's like oh I should definitely like do this right
1: yeah yeah absolutely and uh, it can't be that long it can only be maybe 15, 40 hours sixteen hours uh if that if that um you know you might be getting down to like twelve or something like that I know you're currently looking uh, uh goggling it
0: I'm goggling it on how long to dot com uh it is uh main story is average fourteen forty six that's not okay. I thought it was longer. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. About fifteen hours. Leisurely twenty hours. Oh. Main plus extra thirty-one. <laughs> but you don't need to get
1: into it that much. No. You could I must just do it have a, all. Yeah. And you could just actually put it on the lowest what? setting, play it through, experience the story, experience the rich narrative that it kind of gives, and be happy with that.
0: Uh, I'm actually going to try and beat the current speedrun record. Which is 4 hours 15 minutes. 20 Fuck! Seconds. That sounds like the worst idea. How? How Although is it? That- actually, what's even funnier is that the, there is a slowest speedrun, <laughs> which is 10 hours. It's all self reporting, right? So someone's hey, like, I tried to speedrun it, I did speed it in 10 that. hours. But the median speedrun is just shy of 5 hours, and the average is 6 hours because this jackass who took 10 because there's only four people polled.
1: Oh, okay, fair enough. That's uh. random. That's really random.
0: I mean, so yeah, as I
1: said, it's like a 14-16 15-hour game roughly. Mm. Um yeah, you probably take a little bit more time with it. But, you know, give it a good couple of days, give it a week. Um, you know, if you're able to game sort of a few hours every night in a week, you 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 can get it out within a good within a week. Uh so it is definitely, I mean, it, it's kind of top of my list of games that people should play, especially modern games. You know, we always talk about, or always hear lists of games that people should play, and it's filled full of games from the 80s and the 90s. You know, Super Mario 3, Final Fantasy 7, you know, things like that that, that people kind of throw at you. And I think The Last of Us has a very, very good place on those kinds of, on those sorts yeah, of lists.
0: I, I think to be honest, it is the the PlayStation game that, that that lives on these like seminal lists. I don't. Yeah. I can't think of another PlayStation game that's clearly one of these. Like, yep. At least PlayStation. I guess it was a PlayStation Three game before. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm, someone's going to email me like, uh, you forgot about uh, Ratchet and Clank. You <laughs> know. No. no, no thought about that one Yeah, I, I fucking didn't it's alright but it's not seminal um, I can't wait I mean it's not yeah I mean again just, who cares I might be wrong <laughs>
1: um, everyone go and play The Last of Us I'm going to download it and I'm going to stop playing Arkham Knight and I'm going to play The Last of Us again
0: oh that's not good no finish Arkham Knight because I, I want you to tell me what you think about being the oh wait you know the second part <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I mean, and by no, that I mean, I
0: want to know about you knowing that uh, about Bruce Wayne being Batman. Yeah. <laughs> um that's clear. I was, mean, there's really
1: a lot about. of time still until um, the Last House Part Two comes out. It's coming out in February, so you know, normally January is quite a quiet sort of month in games, although we that that, that has been dispelled a little I was bit. Just say it's
0: it, been it's been sort of dispelled a bit.
1: Yeah, even by myself talking about it last year, I think um, it has been dispelled a bit. But uh, I think there's definitely ample time to, to to go back to the Last of Us before the Last of Us two sort of releases. Yeah. So yeah, I've probably got a little bit of time to um, so to so long as you keep paying them fees. Well, I again I managed you bought to find like a, year, right? a year cheap. So I picked up a year very cheap. Yeah, I do. Uh, it's a very cheap, not. Very cheap. It's not like the pound. Cheaper the than the get, regular like
0: gamepad. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I had to fa- wait till the Canadian... so my account's still Canadian. Mm. So I had to wait until the similar type of sale happened in Canadian land. Yeah.
1: And it's 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 definitely one of those where, you know, if it's a service that you use, if you enjoy the free games then you know, it's worth picking up a year at a very cheap Price. uh Yeah, when I they come I...
0: along, it's like I, I think the key is uh w- even if you don't get the uh, like ideal perfect game that they offer in some, month X, like if you get a cheap year, which happens oddly enough once a year, there's probably like, which won't line up perfectly with you getting it always cheap, but like within the ne- within the next eighteen months there'll be a good sale, yeah. um And within the year you use that sale and you'll get some quality games
1: yeah absolutely and
0: um and and i think the key is not looking at it on the monthly basis being like i spent less than what it cost me to buy two full price games and i got some trashy games some games that are i might never play but are good and then a couple like solid entries i think they've done a good job of making sure every few months or something like you you wouldn't be like oh this is garbage you might be like oh this isn't my favorite genre because it's every few months you're they're going to hit one of your genres eventually.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've I've got a, a huge amount of time out of Batman. I know this mm. year, this month is The Last of Us Remastered, and MLB be the show which I'll probably kind of dip into. It's, oh, it's never been a game I've set... ever really wanted to play. But
0: I think we should play. Yeah, multiplayer Ooh. against each other on Twitch.
1: Ooh, let's set it up Saturday night. Kim is away.
0: Saturday should.
1: Work. How are we gonna work. actually set this up? Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, but I just had a quick look, <laughs> Boy, so I I yep. managed to pick up uh, a year of PS Plus for thirty five pounds, and that works oh, wow. out so, like, as less than the price two pound ninety one. If you round up, two pound ninety two yeah. a month. Uh, and, and I mean,
0: that's that's less than Spotify,
1: right? Like, oh, yeah, well, fucking lot less than Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, just MLB the show. 2019 or whatever the fuck it is. That's MLB The Show, Batman no, no, after that. 9. No, stop, just just stop mentioning things. Just that
1: <laughs> Yeah, very true. Hatful Boyfriend. Uh, that wasn't within this year. But, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know... My you, problem you is actually... You can always find good deals. I mean, at least Microsoft... Not to think kind of push into this too much, but Microsoft are very open with that and they will give you you know, a certain amount of time for a pound or a dollar or whatever you whatever yeah, it is. They're
0: much more aggressive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Whereas PlayStation very much are like, well but also, you know, that's what during happens when in this summer sale big, yeah. it's this cheap. And then maybe in this winter sale it's this cheap. Maybe every six months you can kind of drop down to a certain price. Yeah, they've um, got they've
0: got sort of so you got like one of the great, like really solid deals and they've got slightly less good deals a couple of mm. times a year.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and what's nice is you can buy these things and tag them along on yes. top of your um, subscription. So it's not like you're like, ah, oh, shit, I just bought, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm like three months in, and now there's a sale. Um, I guess I can't use it.
1: Yeah, and it's like
0: oh, absolutely. No, can, yeah, I mean, obviously, dumping money into like extending your subscription is not ideal. But I'm just saying, like, it's, it's nice that that's flexible. It's not like you have to be at month zero
1: yeah and i I think maybe you know um, we're still a year away from the next uh, console cycle uh, you've kind of at least now got a year of these services on the current console that you have, but even then, I would imagine that anyone that is a uh, an xbox Live um or gold or whatever they call it on xbox Bad, now yeah. um, or ultimate ultimate game Pass, oh, which right kind of there, bundles yeah. everything in. Or whether you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, that's going to carry on over to the next generation. And if you subscribed through that transition, I I have no doubt that that will just carry over. Even if you're a day one buyer of the new consoles, your current subscription will probably still work on the on the next console that. you Yeah, want to I, I'd be if surprised you stay within them. the ecosystem, obviously.
0: Well, I mean, that's what happened even with PS3 and PS4, yeah. right? And I mean, if. if if PlayStation management managed it a a generation ago (laughs) Um, but uh, I mean my adoption of these things will be very different if they don't go the backwards compatibility routes yeah
1: Um, yeah I mean there's already been patents there's already been sort of certain things saying about PlayStation uh, you know, going backwards compatibility at least between PS5 and PS4. Yeah. So yeah,
0: we'll we'll see. Yeah, I think I honestly think Sony's going to just write off the PS3. Yeah, probably. Which sucks. Um, I mean,
1: it depends on the um delivery. I think. Uh, but I so think honestly, it,
0: part of it will be like th- they can make it up in streaming, which they're slowly getting better at. Yeah. But also. The, I think they've seen the market of like getting these smaller studios, um, to do these quick turnaround remasters, if they can do their PlayStation Three hits in remaster form.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Why give backwards compatibility when we can double tap people, right?
1: Well, I, and I think that's maybe where they're kind of learning a little bit, uh, and they're trying to come up against the you know their current competitors in Microsoft. Uh, you know, they they know that people aren't that inclined to kind of double dip anymore, and they want to be able to play previous purchases. I can't imagine that. Yes, okay, maybe all the purchases that you've made on PS4 are going to carry over to PS5, but anything previous to that won't. But yeah, but architecture wise, I think they'll probably find a way of being able to put PS3 games onto the the PlayStation Five. You know, as as you can get games on the on the PS4 from sort of from PS3, you know. Um, I mean, no, but
0: the, so the the key is, I guess, the problem is why Xbox had an easier time than Sony is because the fucking cell architecture is garbage and hard to yeah. emulate. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and the way that most of these have happened is uh, some re- actual re- reprogramming, right? Like yes. It's, it's yeah, the, oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Not. They'll probably have to put some time into that, or they port over if it's a third-party game, they port over the Xbox version of said game. To be honest, actually, I'm
0: wondering if if the PS5 is sufficiently powerful. They might be able to emulate, because right now the problem is the distance between the two is too small, given that you have to have a huge emulation of nine cores in this weird architecture. But if the PS5 was strong enough, it's just a matter of bashing your head against it. Just, them, just like,
1: yeah, just pure right? power.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. Like, because they have all the architect. Like, people can't make these. Like, because there are PS3 emulators already, right? Like, uh, they're not great, but that, but like Sony has access to all the architecture documents, so they don't have the yeah. problems the the like pirates quote unquote yeah, the emulating absolutely. people have, right? It's just a matter of can you your platform actually fake all these moves?
1: yeah i, I mean there, there is but there is then i suppose at least the way sony kind of measure it up is you know how many people want to return to heavenly sword uh or kill zone or seven well, yeah and it, it, it's kind of it's 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 measuring it up against the market and i do seem to remember some stats about backwards compatibility on xbox that actually the people who use it is a very very small amount of people it's within the teens or you know it's 11 12 13 percent of really? people yeah who actually play games on backwards compatibility who own uh Xbox. i mean that 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 stat is probably a year or so old now yeah Since i mean the last time we kind of discussed this in in depth to, to, to have an actual look
0: but also to be honest one of the big problems is like you want that right out of the gates and so because they didn't get it I would have just held... Like, if I cared about these games, I would have held on to it. And then when Backwards compatibility came out and it was only some things, I would have continued holding on to it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think the biggest problem is, like, physical media is becoming rarer, which means compat is really being able to download from your digital library in some form yes. that you already owned. And, like, yep. they can do that in multiple different ways. And, like, my hope is that they do it in the most open way, which obviously is against capitalism, but, like, might be better. Like, if it's easy for them... So, like, I that's why I think you're right. Like, I think because they're ground up in the PS5, PS4 titles will probably be backwards compatible. Um, also, because I don't think they're doing a huge architectural shift, so it shouldn't mm. be hard to do. Um, and it's just a matter of, And there's a big... Win on getting people to buy your PS5 if they can immediately download all their digital PS4 games.
1: Yeah, I mean it does it does question. I think it's something we've kind of alluded to before. Um, the idea of those cross-gen titles, you know, what actually happens? Like if Breath you of buy, the Wild. Well, if you if you buy um, like say Ghost of Tsushima is a, a an end of life PlayStation 4 game that is instantly going to then be a PlayStation 5 game. Yeah, if you bought it on the PlayStation Four, does that just mean you have the PlayStation Five version? Do you have a slightly lower res version that is the PS Four version, but just plays on your PS Five? Like how that kind of actually? I, I hope works. they do
0: it better than Breath of the Wild, which was two separate skews.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you imagine like Nintendo
0: haven't quite—I mean, Nintendo's real bad at these yeah, things. Yeah,
1: they haven't. They haven't. They're in, not in that same headspace at all. Uh, PlayStation need to be because Xbox is a direct competitor uh, and are doing things a lot differently to how they're doing. So I think PlayStation kind of feel that they need to up their game a little bit and and be in the same sort of space. Nintendo kind of can do what they want and people will still fucking lap it up. Yep. So let's finish our conversation there this week. Um, I had the same beer Twice and it's very, very nice. It's it, again, oh, you
0: ruined my. I was gonna be like, Hey, Ben, which one did you like more? The first one or the second one? Hey. Be like Probably the second one because it was my third one,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> which was actually
1: um, my I mean, sixth one. It's a well, that's true. It's super consistent, it really is. It gives you the same flavor right from the office, it does through the end. A really nice beer. And I mean, I've not been to Bruges if I do go to Bruges and I see this, I will buy it. Uh, obviously, there is lots of other beers there to try, of course. But I think as an as an opener and as something that I kind of know and I can very easily now yeah. identify, right, right, I know what this beer is. Yep, I'll have one of those, please. And as I am supping that, I can then kind of explore the different breweries, the different beers that they would kind of have over there. Uh, so yeah, really, really easy to drink, really, really nice. So you would definitely,
0: if someone saw it in a shop wherever they are, you'd recommend them picking it up. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely, absolutely. Uh, I've never seen it before, Um, so I don't know how common it will be to to, to exactly to uh, to be over here. So who knows? Who knows? You may see it in your bottle shop. Uh, Adam, out of the two beers you had, which
0: did you Um, pick? So uh, the surreal stout, the dark art surreal stout, um, I really liked. I still struggled by the end of not ever quite having that same burst of taste as I did in the beginning, and yeah. that made me disappointed. Okay. But I think that's c- coloring the fact, I, th- I think there's more, slightly more to it than the Thornbridge, which was a really tasty porter. Um, also, actually, to be honest, um, the biggest thing of the Thornbridge Market Porter is that it's a four and a half percent and it tastes like a good solid porter it's good entry yeah. it like is doing something with the sweetness that's interesting um actually i left a little bit i'm gonna do a cheeky thing which is
1: Ooh, a little sup at the end
0: i forgot that i took a small mug yeah um yeah so it definitely is thinner experientially than the other one yeah. Um, so I think I th- yeah. So my before having that last sip of of the market porter, uh, the surreal stout I think is the one. Um, I'm not entirely chuffed because I think that something about the way that the tastes work is just you're you're losing something that maybe it's just because it lingers too long so you don't quite get because I like took long breaks and never quite got that same experience. It's um, still really tasty is the is the thing. It's just like I had this moment of like, oh, this is real great. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, no, it's great. It's not real great. Yeah. But that's, again, not a reason to – like. it doesn't make it worse than the other one. It just made it worse than itself in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are – the Market Porter, I think, is a really strong second, though, um, and it would be the recommend if you were looking for either a Porter or a Stout that you wanted that was – Closer to session strength, but you wanted it to feel like it wasn't. Mm. Like this is where I'm really struggling is I think there's more interesting taste going on with the surreal stout. Um, even the lack of that first taste that I really liked that the one that I really liked just disappeared on me and sort of came back, but not much. But like, um, there's still just more of there. There's more. It's a more solid beer. There's, it's more interesting to me in general. But I've also, we regularly talk about these light porters and stouts just being thin. And like, it's just like Lucy, or myself, you, we all sort of claim the same thing. It's just like these light, the ones, stouts and porters just don't do it for us. And actually this yeah. really did do, like if you told me it was 6%, I'd be like, yeah, cool. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so I actually think the better beer is um like just general taste profile is the surreal stout but uh, i'm actually going to give it to the market porter because that's a hard thing that it's doing and it's doing Mm. it right nice Um, so i've I've inverted things but i now that i've spoken it out loud yeah i think like look this is actually hard to do yeah it's smooth it's creamy it tastes a little burnt uh and and it tastes stronger than it is and that's what it gives you that same notion of sort of good sol- solid porteriness even though it's 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 quite light in the abv nice good yeah.
1: a good reason to uh to to pick it yeah. and pick it out over over something else yeah absolutely good so uh if you'd like to talk to us about the beers that you're drinking or the games that you're playing we are at tanked up cast on twitter and tanked up cast on instagram the much ignored instagram for the last few weeks uh <laughs> You can go to outoflives.net or go to the various different channels on YouTube or Twitch to see some stuff occasionally. I said I was going to stream last week or this week, and I didn't because work is just far too fucking busy for me to take any amount of hours out of my working day to be able to do that at the moment, unfortunately. But it is what it is.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, this is not a thing we're trying to push hard. Exactly. It's just exactly. another avenue of engaging.
1: Just a little bit of fun. Uh, all, if people want to talk to you, how do they do so?
0: Well, you can carry your hat hatful <laughs> uh, uh, at the OmniArc on all of the things except Twitch, uh, which is the underscore OmniArc, but really it'll probably just be out of Live's network. Yeah, yeah I oh, think that's what I Earth, think Twitch is. If
1: we Twitch, it's going to be yeah. on the Out of Lives network. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. Again, it's Out of Lives network over on Twitch. When I do get some time to be able to do that, who knows when that will be. Even though I'm like, I'm dedicating an afternoon. Nah, mate, I just don't have the time. Uh, I may do it at some point. So also go to outoflives.net where you can read other articles. Uh, Lee managed to play a few hours of The Surge 2. So yeah, we've got yeah. some thoughts up of that. Uh, you know, uh, Kyle put out an, uh, an article all about Mindhunter Season 3, which I've yet to read because Kim and I are currently just about to finish Mindhunter Season 1. So I was going to say, I'm halfway through Season
0: three. 1, so when I saw that yeah. article was going up, I'm like, fuck, Season three's already out? Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, oh, oh. yeah. Exactly. I'm bad at television. How are? How can you... What? What is wrong with the world where you can be bad at television? <laughs>
1: that's just us i think i think it's just us
0: no i just mean the possibility of being bad at television is some somehow not shouldn't be the case but it's the case
1: mate not everyone's up on the latest episode of coronation street that makes them bad at tv so i wouldn't worry about it exactly
0: i've been rewatching some next gen season one (laughs) that's where i live right now Oh, well, it's bad it's Anyway, it's be
1: bad next gen season 1 is bad but the rest it of it is fucking phenomenal I think that's the difference between Deep Space Nine and next gen is that the first season of next gen is not very good whereas the first season of Deep Space Nine is good and continues on oh, so through being I w- good when
0: I when DS9 came out I didn't appreciate it because I was such a next gen fan but boy it, there's just so much more and like if if you are a Star Trek fan, just watch DS Nine again. You'll be surprised at how well it's aged. Absolutely, yeah. If there weren't so many like are already so many Star Trek podcasts out there, be like, fuck, let's just do like a episode by episode uh, cast. <laughs> but like, I know those exist already. Go look them up. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: You'll find one you like. There's loads. Uh,
0: greatest Generation they started with uh, Next Gen then they went to DS9 I'm sure they're in Voyager or something else Ooh, now,
1: but, like, I can't remember the, the 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 one I was listening to I stopped listening to when they got to Next Generation they did the original series oh they did toss? yeah, yeah so I, I listened to that because that's the series that I've seen the least I think uh, yeah. anyway for another week we've been tanked uh, bye ciao www.outoflives.net